Dear listeners, I'm Lauren Conlon, and before you embark on this investigative journey with me, I want to offer a sincere word of my acknowledgement and gratitude. When I, as the host, first set out on this path, I was admittedly very green. I lacked the seasoned expertise and finesse that comes with experience in investigative podcasting and reporting. However, Every story has a beginning and an ending, and this podcast represents the start of my own investigative odyssey. So as you dive into these episodes, you may notice rough edges or moments where my inexperience shines through, but please know that every stumble and misstep has been a crucial part of my learning process, and I've embraced each challenge as an opportunity for growth and improvement. So I want to express my heartfelt appreciation to each and every one of you who was stuck with the story despite my imperfections because Grant's story is important. So your support and patience have been invaluable as I've navigated the complexities of investigative podcasting and your feedback, whether constructive criticism, words of encouragement, or maybe something that wasn't so nice has helped me and helped shape this podcast into what it is today. So without further ado, here is Corruption, What Happened to Grant Solomon. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Corruption, What Happened to Grant Solomon. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. All right, I have a few items I want to tackle before I get to today's guest. The first is something that was recently brought to my attention, a bill that Senate Majority Leader Jack Johnson is trying to pass where public records will be closed or inaccessible in non-criminal death investigations. You can find a link to an article about this in the episode notes, but... Wow. As per my call with City Legal about three months ago, to the state of Tennessee, Grant Solomon's death is non-criminal, and they do not believe it needs any kind of further investigation. Can you imagine 
not being able to access any of the records or evidence, not even through FOIA, it's been private investigators and journalists and content creators and Grant's mother and friends that have all proven that things just don't add up. All of this evidence that points to alleged foul play and many forensic experts weighing in outside of the state of Tennessee, all saying the same thing. And you know what else is funny? Jack Johnson attends Grace Chapel with his wife, Deanna Johnson. Remember the judge that ruled against Angie Solomon in court? Very weird, small worlds. I'm not hinting or insinuating anything. I'm just saying, wow, very small worlds. I'm going to read you an excerpt from a news article about what Johnson is trying to do, and it's very important to note that this bill is also known as the Naomi Judd bill. Naomi Judd, the country singer, she tragically committed suicide in 2022, and her daughter, Ashley Judd, doesn't want any public records being opened up about the death of her mom, which I completely understand. It's it's obviously very painful, but I think Ashley should really look at the bigger picture here. Quote, legislation sponsored by Senate Majority Leader Jack Johnson would close public records in death investigations such as those surrounding the suicide of country music legend Naomi Judd, a move drawing opposition from open records advocates. Johnson, a Franklin Republican, filed Senate Bill 9 in advance of the 113th General Assembly, a measure that would conceal law enforcement investigative reports, 911 recordings, photographs, and any other records connected to a death if law enforcement agencies determine it was not the result of a crime. Johnson declined to comment Monday on the legislation, which has no House sponsor yet. But it is widely believed the bill stems from concerns raised by Judd's family, who did file a complaint against the Williamson County Sheriff's Office to stop the release of information from its investigation of the country music singer's death. Her daughter, Ashley Judd, has said her mother died by suicide. The Tennessee Coalition for Open Government is lobbying against the bill, contending it could further crimp the public's right to have critical information related to law enforcement investigations, end quote. That bill is just a very scary bill to a lot of people. I mean, I I already said this, but just imagine that we weren't able to get that 911 call. I mean, the 911 call that Aaron Solomon made in itself is just, it's so eerie and there's just so much information behind it. Okay, so I want to get to today's guest, Scotty Nell Hughes. Now, this is a funny story. I met Scotty in the green room at News Nation as we were both panelists on the Dan Abrams show. This is last month. I was the token independent and she was the token Republican. And she saw my Twitter and she actually thought I was from Tennessee because I was just all over this case. Now, This is why I think Scotty's opinion is so valuable, and you'll hear it directly from her, but she is a Republican, and she 100% agrees that they have mishandled this in the state of Tennessee, and something stinks very badly, and 
I've said this before. I've said, oh, this case isn't political. We'll take anyone's help from anyone's side. We want your help. Anyone who supports Grant, anyone who supports Gracie and who wants to help abuse children. And that's true. And I do stand by that. But Scotty makes some good points about why this case has been politicized in Tennessee specifically and why she thinks certain people won't speak out about it. And I want to go back and just note that I've made a few apologies on this podcast for the way I spoke about Tennessee and the South in general in the first few episodes, because I just, I continue to be floored by this case and the quote unquote, so-called good guys not helping and doing the right thing. And I truly had not grasped how the church in the South just rules everything, even politics. And here, up here in the North, politics are dirty, but they're they're pretty outwardly dirty. Like everybody knows the dirty guys for the most part. You can spot a scumbag when you see one. And I think I was just truly shocked at how some of these bad men, not all, hide behind the Bible. So that that makes me really sad. Um, but anyway, just a bit about Scotty. She's a respected journalist, author, and anchor of RT America's weeknight newscasts. In her previous role as an exclusive contributor for CNN during the network's highly rated 2016 election coverage, Hughes's unique brand of fearless, unapologetic opinion made her a buzzworthy viewer favorite. Hughes launched her television career with frequent appearances on CNN's top-rated Pierce Morgan Tonight. She parlayed that early success into nightly guest contributor hits on the Fox Business Network, which then opened the door to appearances on CBS News and numerous political and business shows, including RT America's Evening News with Ed Schultz, Anderson Cooper, Fox and Friends, CNN's New Day with Chris Cuomo, and CNN Tonight with Don Lemon, just to name a few. So without further ado, here is my interview with Scotty Hughes. Okay, everyone, I am sitting here with Scotty Nell Hughes. Scotty, thank you so much for joining me on the Corruption Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. I've gotten to enjoy a lot of your TikToks where you do little clips of it and listen to the podcast. And I'm absolutely honored because you've talked to some of my favorite people in the past. So I'm excited to be added to your roster. Wow. Okay. I mean, that that's big. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of people, <laughs> when I first met you, I said this at the beginning, you thought I was from Tennessee because I was so immersed in this case and in this story. And you're like, wait, you're not from Tennessee. Someone from New York is actually looking into this because it's such a big deal. It is such a big deal. And unfortunately, I think this is you wait. People find out about these stories after they've been made into Netflix or they've been made into like some sort of like reality show or some sort of you know game. Mm. Unfortunately, by that time, the victims have already kind of been forgotten about. It's no longer about finding out justice for the victims and their families. It's about making it a pop culture icon. Uh, I think that is what is important about what I love about podcast and, and sort of you're still doing the investigation while and looking for action to happen. This is not just about like a postmortem. This is literally looking for answers and trying to encourage uh, answers to be given as they are deserved right now in real time. Yeah. And it's funny because uh, when I met you, I was like, wait, so 
have you heard about this? And you said like something like, and you can correct me. You were like, my mom's Bible study is like horrified by this whole thing. They were shocked. They were like, oh my gosh, we used to watch Aaron Solomon on TV. Did you hear about this? And and the reaction from them was that like they, I'm not going to speak for them, but they kind of believed what they heard. Right. I mean, the, it's obviously, um, allegations, nothing's been proven yet, but this, this didn't seem totally far-fetched. Well, Lauren, let me give you a little bit of a backup. First of all, I originally heard from this from, and I got to give her full credit, my hairstylist. And like hairstylists all around the country, that's where you go to get your local news. Like if you want to know any town gossip going on, you hear about this. And and I have a very popular hairstylist here in Sumner County, which is the county that, that the accident happened in. And she asked, have you heard about all of this going on in this justice for Gracie and all of it? I'm going, what are you talking about? She said, well, it involves Aaron Solomon. And I went, hold on. And she started sending me the links. And it was originally to the Instagram page that had been sent. Yeah. So that's, that's how it all started. And so then her and I have been going back and forth every time different pieces would come in. And some of your reportings come in on it and others. And trying to figure out because something just did not sit right. And so she, she's the one that originally, Andrea was the one who originally tipped me off on this story. Well, then to give even more of a feedback is I grew up in Williamson County. My, I was raised in Williamson County. So that's where the chapel is. And that's where, you know, and so some of the people that she's talking about are people that are my world that have, I grew up in. Um, and I know the locations that were being spoken about. I mean, this is not someplace like in Idaho or California. This is truly my backyard. And then to have the son's accident happen here in Sumner County and he played baseball. My son plays baseball. Uh, he would have only been three or four years older than my son. And so a lot of the same names and friends are getting interacted. Then you bring in the broadcasting element where I have worked since I was nine years old with every news station here in Nashville, which Aaron was at Channel 4. Oddly enough, Channel 4 is the only station that I never actually did work for, except for I took uh, a camera crew with me when I was in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade my junior year of high school. That's my only Channel 4 work. I was going to so, ask you that. Yeah. yeah that, so okay. that's why, but I knew of Aaron Sullivan. I knew of his, his uh, co-host, Holly Thompson. I, I don't consider us friends, but we're friends in the broadcasting world. Our kids are in the same school system. So mm-hmm. you're talking about a lot of just like, close paths that are running together. And so to be in New York City in a green room about to go on a national network TV and be asked about this case was kind of like a what? Like seriously, it had made it to that level because there are so many unanswered questions and there was a mom who is hurting and there is a mom who just wants to know what happened to her son and a mom who's unfortunately, I do believe, uncovered a bigger story that is going on within a community that I was raised in. I think you just, you really nailed it. You totally nailed it right there. Um, You know, I did, I was going to ask you because you are so involved in broadcasting and news. And this has been interesting. And it's been interesting for me too. When I've went ahead and said, "Hmm, you know, we're not trying to make this political. We have content creators and journalists from all sides uh, of the political spectrum. And you obviously have ties to the GOP. Um, people that, you know, knew me, they knew I worked in conservative radio. Um, and listen, that's, that's not really anyone's, I guess, anyone's business because I do sit here and when I see something wrong, I call it out, you know, no matter the side that you're on. Now you've said to me, 
um, when I brought this up, you said, you know, I know DA Whitley pretty well. And Scotty, I have to tell you, his office hung up on me. They wouldn't call me back. And then another volunteer years ago called his office. And you know what he said? And this is coming from a seasoned DA who I'm assuming has been in office. I think it was, you know, or, or he has an experience of over 30 years. He said to her, almost like, bless your heart, a father. I, I could never imagine a father doing this to his son. Uh, are you serious? It happens all the time. W- what is that? Well, first, let's go so just for your viewers that are not from the South or have never visited your South. Um, bless your heart is basically our version of F you. Um, and then it's followed by. So just letting you know, if yeah, someone says yeah. bless, bless your heart, it's not a compliment. They're not really blessing you. They're telling you just to go to hell, basically. Um, and then you're followed up with, well, I'll be praying for you. And then you're really in trouble. OK, so that, that, that's Southern language right there for your people um, to know. You are so, so right. Angie Solomon's heard that so much. I'm praying for you. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. That that's not they're not praying for you in a good way. Let me tell you something. Um, that's that's really just that's how we do it in the South. You know, we're the kind of people that I said you have to remember our culture. It, it, we are going to the kind they're going to into your face. We're going to sweet. We're going to serve you sweet tea. But what they don't realize is that we spit in it in the kitchen. Um, that's how Southern people deal with folks they don't like. Okay, just to give your warning right. to any, <laughs> anybody that visits down here. Oh like you just God. don't make people angry. <laughs> um, I always say murders happen in this place because we served you a pecan pie, but we put arsenic in it. Like right, you think right. it's good and you don't realize for a few hours later, you're like, oh boy, this is wow. not a good thing. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's and that was how it, that's how it's been for a hundred years. Um, two hundred years. So that's just a part of our culture. There are there is some sincere kindness that's in this culture, but in this case, in this situation, and I do know Attorney General Whitley, um, his granddaughter and my son have grown up together and, and attended various schools together. I absolutely love the family. And and there's been issues with him in the past on other cases. Mm. He's been in this office, reelected over and over, extremely popular. No one would run against him. Uh, just he's done some very good work. In this case, and, and let me, and I, and I saw this also. We just had the, the shooting in Nashville that happened at the school shooting with Covenant. I have learned that both the legal system as well as journalists, um, they do not like outsiders and outside mm-hmm. media going in. They are very protective of each other. So in this case, whatever, and, and, and I never met Aaron Solomon myself. I, I never actually ran across his past. Mm-hmm. So it, you could ask him, he wouldn't know except for what everybody else knows. Mm. But in this case, once again, I do believe the wagons have circled to protect something of their own. Now, do I believe that Ray Whitley's doing anything wrong? Probably not. I think what he's going off of a lot of the Williamson County, I know that they do talk to each other. I know these, they all work with each other. And so whatever Williamson County is feeding him, possibly that could be making his mind go one way or the other. Also, I will tell you that just like most judicial systems, ours are way overwhelmed and way underfunded. And the last thing any of these justice systems want is a national spotlight on a case that they possibly might not have handled properly or did not give the attention they needed. And in this case, especially when you have bigger names than just, you know, local reporters looking at it, i.e. yourself, Nancy Grace, others starting to make phone calls around town. Now he's going, oh, my gosh, did my office cross all the T's, dot all the I's, and possibly before they go on the record answer, remember, they were attorneys first, 
they're going to have to get their ducks in a row. And that might be right there. We have learned politicians, and, and remember, it's still an elected office. Uh, if they're running from the media, that means that either they're not prepared or they've got something to hide. And I would actually say he's probably not prepared would be the reason why he would say something to you. Unfortunately, you have attorney generals all the time make comments that you even watch and go, what are you saying? Mm. He's one of those that he's he's an older gentleman. He's been around long enough that he probably just goes, cut it off. Can't say anything to me. Right. I mean, I think at first, when I first saw this case, one of the most disappointing things was they had a change.org petition for Ray Whitley. And it when I first saw it, it had over 250,000 signatures and a good portion of those were from Tennessee. You didn't have to be from Tennessee to sign it, but I would say like three quarters were from, were from Tennessee. So I was, I was shocked, Scotty. I was like, man, so this guy is just going to straight up ignore this. And, you know, I, I had no idea what the good old boy network was until I, you know, learned about the Murdoch case, right? I had no clue what that was. And um, after, you know, being immersed in this case, I have no doubt in my mind that it is running rampant in that area of Tennessee. And I know that this is I don't want to say it's awkward for you because you are in politics and in, you know, this the GOP and and whatnot. But like you kind of you have to agree with that. Right. Like it's kind of like they all talk to each other and, um, you know, they know a dad at the school and, and they, you know, they golf with this guy and. I mean, it's it's obvious, right? Like, it's so obvious. So, unfortunately, what we're finding, and it's, it's all around the country, but definitely here in the South and Tennessee, when you're looking at abuse cases that are happening, a lot are either happening, the majority of them are happening with familiar faces, either in a trusted person within the school mm-hmm. or within the church. Because basically, that's where our kids get to go in the South. School or church, it's your options. Maybe Chick-fil-A in the middle, on the way. <laughs> Those are it. Um, but majority of these abuse cases that are coming out every week are a coach, a teacher, a Sunday school teacher, or a youth leader. It, that, or, that, yes. That's just how it's happened. Yes. Even in my own world, as I'm sad to say, the first experience that I had was with my child's preschool. There was a, a pre, that was a church preschool. Um, one of the, the teachers, um, that, that he, we found out he had abused several of the girls, luckily not in my daughter's class. That was when she was three. Oh. My first experience since then, I've had my what? son's coach has been arrested. My son's, uh, he was his beta, a beta club trivia team coach was arrested and is now sitting in jail because he abused, um, when he was at the church. A youth, one of his youth, youth there. This he is not normal. Up. I have never experienced no. this. This is not normal. I have been through three different cases with my kids, and I have two. They're 15, 16. Three cases um, that in some way were in the world, and they were school or church. And that's not, I'm not odd. And there's not much being said or done with them, which I, which is, which is scary. And so right. when I hear the stories of what's going on in Williamson County, a community that I know is, I mean, you're talking about a church is on every corner. Sadly, mm. these places become the magnets mm. for pedophiles, for sex trafficking. They're literally these guys because they become covered in, in the Bible. They become covered in scripture mm. for the things they're doing. And parents tend to just trust without knowing. Now, there have been several percussions, like when my son went to private school for a year, for my husband and I even to accompany them on a field trip 
to Washington, D.C., where we were staying separately, like we were only with them at public places. We had to go through a full three-hour training background check. Um mm. So that we had to make sure that, you know, so they, so they, certain schools have put in better places, uh, better checks, but it's still, it's still very much rampant. Um, I have in middle school right now, we had a dance team where the, and I, and this is how unchecked is he's sitting in jail and the wife's now out on bond, but she's in house arrest in a country home uh, with a bracelet on. So, cause she has young children, um, where I heard about it was a this. dance team. They were having summer parties, mandatory events at the house, and the and she was the mother would leave and let this dad who had a history of sexual abuse with girls, with these seventh and eighth grade children in bathing suits running around. So guess what? We have at least five counts of rape and sexual abuse against him right now. The school, you know, and the school is mom won't make comments, doesn't say anything. Nobody talks about it because this is so bad. Mm. Nobody wants to say anything and nobody want to put their stigma on their child that their child was one of the victims. Oh, and that's a great point. That's a part of it. Yeah. So that's what's going on in Williamson County. Sumner County is probably like Williamson County, which is, by the way, the wealthiest county in the state of Tennessee and the top 10 counties in the state in the United States, Williamson County is known for the money that's involved both in the churches and the schools. The public school system is phenomenal, but so are the private schools. Um, extremely yeah. conservative, extremely red. And yes, when you're talking at this point, you don't run as a Democrat in Tennessee, but definitely not. I mean, not even the dog catcher is Democrat. Like <laughs> you, they have not had a Democrat in office since 1980 when I was born. Wow. Uh, so understand that everything is very much ingrained. So when you talk about this, yes, there's no shock to me that a church is involved, that a school is involved, and that there's cover up even within the elected office. Because guess what? Those folks that probably had it happen to them are now in elected office, too. So, right. And those people fund, I'm sure, the people that are in uh, office right now and help with their campaigns and help get them elected with all that money. Um, layers upon layers. And here's the other part that gets this is because if you bring it out, then people. So and I, and I noticed this with this latest abuse case that with the, the dance team, if you bring it out, parent people then look at you as a parent. Going, Why did you trust your child with them? Why did you not do your due diligence on them? Mm. I like to think that I can just send my kids to other people's houses and they're good people. Even if I've met them, they go to church. Right. And in this case, so then parents don't want that stigma put on them that, mm. oh, well, I didn't do my due diligence to check this place out. And the guy happened to be, you know, an abuser. It's a church event. It's it's a Grace Chapel. I mean, you would think that everything there would be on the up and up, but you're literally letting the the wolf check the hen house. So why are oh. you surprised when these abuse cases come out? I mean, no, the, this is this is crazy, and this is part of the reason I believe that uh, the movement of freedom for Gracie and justice for Grant has been a bit divided because content creators will come out there and they will call out evangelical Christians and say, you did this, you did this to them. And then someone will say, Hey, not all Christians are like that, which is absolutely true. Are you kidding me? Like I'm a Christian, you're a Christian. Um, it's absolutely true. However, in the case of Grant Solomon and Gracie Solomon, it is the Christians, the quote unquote Christians that have tried to destroy their lives and, and have destroyed a life for the past 10 years. And, and that's where we are right now. These quote unquote Christians have sat 
sat by silently, even the ones who may be on the fence. I mean, we keep saying it's not too late to do the right thing. People at GCA, you know what happened. It's all on. We have it recorded. We have it on tape. You can come out and say, yeah, we didn't handle that the right way, but I'd really like to repent. I'd really like to do right by this family. Silence. Something is going on there. Allegedly, in my opinion, someone is telling them to keep their mouths shut. And it's scary. People are afraid for their lives, Scotty. They are afraid to say anything because these so-called men of Christ are the scariest people. They are scarier than Satan himself. So I think that says a lot. Now, I want to show you this. Um, if you want to go over to the chat box that I uh, yeah, had up, this is set, uh, co- he's con- Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Congressman Jack Johnson, or he's, um, I think he's Senate Majority Leader. Now, this is a bill. I don't know if, are you familiar with him? I'm oh, sure. I'm very familiar with, with Senator Johnson, yes. Okay, well, I, I mean, I want to hear your opinion. Yeah. You, you made a fun smile right there um, for people that can't see, but... This is something, this is a bill he wants to pass. He wants to close death records in quote-unquote non-criminal death investigations. So, like in the case of Grant Solomon, wow, this is weird. You know, we kind of started coming forward, or, or the movement came forward in 2021. Let's reopen Grant's death. I called City Legal. They say, nope, case closed. We want this closed forever. Well, now you have a whole group of people that just won't be silent and won't stop until his death is reopened. So we've got journalists submitting FOIAs left and right. We have the mother, Angie Solomon, submitting FOIAs. And then all of a sudden, you have Jack Johnson saying, no, we need to we need to close uh, all non-criminal death investigations. And then you have Ashley Judd backing him up, who is basically saying, well, you know, this... People just want to know what happened to my mom for the grisly, gossipy details, and that affects me. Well, okay, these are two different things because I can name about five cases that are very odd, very odd in Tennessee that are considered non-criminal where the moms are fighting. I mean, I don't know if you've heard the case of Aaron Shane Key. That's an example. That mom is fighting for justice. Her, I mean, it is, it's insane. And then all of a sudden, you've got this. So uh, you just read that article. What are your thoughts on that? I think that uh, Ashley Judd is trying, is, is in her case, being very selfish, rightfully so. Yes, you don't want the details of, I get it. You don't want them out there. I understand that. But it's bigger than just you. And she has to understand that. And it's, you know, you can, what's happened, it's a tragedy for your family. Because there's our other families that are still trying to seek answers for the tragedy that happened to theirs. And if you're going to say, right, I think Jack Johnson 
who has, once again, Williamson County, been elected good Republican, moms in the women's club, like they're all over. Um, mm. Jack himself uh, probably has very much ties to Grace Chapel, like every good Williamson County person does in some Bingo. way or knows someone somewhere, um, is probably utilizing, if there is, not saying that he is in any way involved in this death. I don't want to anyway give that. But once again, there are two sides of this story being told. So if you are believing the church, which you want to believe your church, if you want to believe the church and their story that they're putting out there, then sure, Jack's going to do something to make sure that, oh, it's not being targeted. And the problem is, is and this is the Tennessee lookout he put out. Yeah. This has become a political issue because unfortunately in this case, the only ones that are giving grace and, and are giving giving this uh, the other side of the story are the more liberal who usually have burnt all the bridges with Republicans. They're usually absolutely horrendous people. Like I can't tell you how much I hate the Tennessee lookout. Okay. But in this case, mm-hmm. they've been the only ones that are willing to expose, willing to talk, willing to show stories and, and, and be, get the message out there. Mm. So it's easy for the Republicans to say, look, you don't want to be on that side. Look how horrible those people are. So then it's real easy for people to discount the whole story. Um, and that's not fair to, to the actual situation we're dealing with here. And it's absolutely not fair uh, to to the storyline of what's what we're trying to uncover here. So um, yeah. it's become a partisan issue. And we're really good at saying, well, look, at if the other side's supporting that side, you don't want to be on that. This is the side the church is on. This is the side that, you know, I, and that's because I was trying to figure out why are they defending Aaron Solomon? He's not really that big of a deal. He's not anymore. Like he's not on TV anymore. Why? Uh, I think it actually speaks more to defending the church and then he's the not even a member there. though of the church. That's the yeah, funny that's thing. He's saying. not, he's, he's not a member of Grace Chapel. I don't know at this moment if he uh, still attends Grace Chapel or if he maybe was a member of another church, but he is, he is not a member of that church. And um, according to Angie Solomon, he's actually said before allegedly that he's an atheist, which is the funniest thing about this. And it was all for show because he sat in Governor Lee's row, allegedly, at Grace Chapel. And, you know, he had these ties to Steve Berger. And it's interesting you say this. I don't know Tennessee in terms of liberal publications and conservative publications. You obviously do because you've probably been the butt of a lot of um, liberal publications. I have to say you probably have. Yeah. And that probably wasn't very fun for you. But at least you are able to say, well, at least this publication has the balls to say what's really going on here. And I guess, I don't know if I'm verbalizing this correctly, but it you, you're right. I guess it, I'm trying to say it's not political. It's not p- political. It's about doing the right mm-hmm. thing. But clearly in Tennessee, it's somehow become political to the people in power. The people like Marsha Blackburn, who I've called, who I, I, I've been on Newsmax with her. And I'm like, oh, you know, tell, I, I told her press guy. I'm like, it's Lauren Conlon. We were just on a segment together. He's like, yeah, this isn't really her um, jurisdiction. So um, you can just like go fly a kite while she helps kids at the border. And I, I'm just like, okay, cool. And then, you know, you have someone like Gloria Johnson, who is clearly not popular with the Republicans, who actually has had media. Um, with people about this, including, you know, the victim's mother. So it's, it is really interesting that I guess, sure, in Tennessee, this has become political, but to me and to you, this is not political. Um, it's let me, ask you, let me ask you this, what you think about this. Now you said, you know, uh, Holly Thompson, um, Holly Thompson, her, her husband's friend 
randomly was the one that found Grant's glasses and phone and hat left in the ditch by Gallatin PD. They just left his stuff there where he died. I mean, it's it was so sloppy. Which that yeah, that doesn't sound right at all. By the way, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on and stop you there. That sounds yeah. once again that 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 might be another thing where Ray Whitley's going. If that is true, that's horrible police work by the Gallatin Police Department. Well, Scotty, so it's a hundred percent true, and um, I think you're right. If you know, I obviously have covered this in detail, so right. I I've gone through all of this. Um, he is a hundred percent ashamed of what his police force said. However, I'm not blaming Gallatin PD as a whole. They clearly got their order from somebody. Someone made a call somewhere because initially, from what I have been allegedly told by a source, they they did start to do their job correctly, and then. It ended up saying, oh, no, you know what? This is just an accident. Close it up. It's an accident. So they spent 57 minutes on the scene of the, the accident and his stuff was left there. And the reason that we all know that Lee Lynch's friend grabbed it up is because in Aaron Solomon's eulogy to his son, um, which to me, it sounds like he's announcing him to get a baseball award, in my opinion, he actually says, oh, my friend Lee Lynch, uh, his friend found Grant's stuff and basically says because of what happened to Grant, he's now a Christian and he was able to return Grant's stuff to me. Why is that important for a eulogy? And also, you're kind of giving us a reason to sort of think for a second. Well, why was he just... I mean, I'm sorry. WPI is off a highway, dude. It's literally off a highway. There's there's maybe a restaurant a mile that way, a gas station a mile this way. What? just randomly snooping around, walking around. I mean, it just, it does not make sense. So that has made me scratch my head a lot. Uh, absolutely. Um, the Lynch family, they're, they're a great family. And I, and that's the thing. They're a wonderful long time, time family. But once again, we don't always know what goes on behind the scenes. And this isn't and them. This is his friend. Yes. I'm just saying this it's is his friend, friend which is mm-hmm. just kind of random. How does a random free? But then again, we are a small town. So everybody knows each other, small town. I will say that. But it is odd. Um, found Jesus through this. That's highly doubtful because yeah. in the South, you find Jesus on every corner, literally. <laughs> um, I yeah. doubt finding like sunglasses, you know, finding glasses. I, once again, it's a very shoddy job by the police work. I've never known a death case like this. I never knew for 52 minutes to spend on the scene when there is a death of a child um, of a truck like this. There's there's too many other things. That Where the body doesn't match. Doesn't match. Where the, the body doesn't match. All the accident. Accident. So, yeah there's so when you have little fires everywhere, there's a match. Mm -hmm. The question is who's holding this match and why can't we figure it out? Why? And it's just because the, well, I think anybody with common sense can connect the dots. It's just now you need the legal to back it up because you cannot watch this story and not go. Something isn't adding up here and, and how this is, how this is. Unfortunately, you're right. There are multiple stories that I think of. Um, in this case, where it takes the mom who needs that answer to what really happened to her child. Because in the middle of this, she's still supposed to be grieving. She lost her child. But now she's fighting to yeah. figure out why and what. And then under this, I think that what you've seen is Angie's uncovered a much bigger story that's happening to multiple children. And and that's the problem is you're not going to get much help until you get national people to put their spotlight on it. Yeah. Because in, inside, they're all too ingrained. They're all too tied to each other. This is straight out of the 1930s, 1940s. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why everybody has been 
so hopeful uh, with Nancy Grace covering this just because she, you know, I, I am like one person self-produced, you know, this is my first investigative podcast. I have been called out so many times, like this girl's just an entertainment broad. Like, you know, what, what does she know? And, and you know what, they're right. They're totally right. But I am, I have learned so much in uncovering this, uh, or, or working on this and uncovering different things that I think that I'm on episode 35 and from episode one until now, I think we've made crazy strides. And I think we've put the word out there, uh, to the whole country and actually beyond. We have people listening in, in Australia and, and London, and it's pretty incredible. Um, and you know, one thing I'll say is I, when I did start this, people had said, you're, you're very biased. You're very biased. And one thing that I always want to say about that, and I think that, I don't know if you agree with this as a journalist is we pick up stories, um, where we have doubts, where we do have a little bit of bias. And I've always been like an editorial journalist where I do give my opinion. And in this case, I'm not trying to ruin anyone's life if, if they are innocent. I'm just hoping that, that the truth prevails. And, and I think it will. I really do. I think it's just simple. If, if you lay out specifics, anybody take everything out of just the facts of the case itself. Mm. And, and obviously the divorce all the way to, to the death and then what's happened. But when you just simple put it, you go, there's a lot of unanswered questions. It's not just a simple, a truck ran down a hill and ran over a very athletic teenage boy that, you know, I get kids sometimes getting bad dirt, you know, the timing of it. There's some real questions as to what exactly and who was there and why they were there or not there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many questions right now and, and every victim deserves an answer. Uh, it's not just a simple, uh, you know, a truck rolled down. I, nothing about it makes sense. If anybody has known what a boy, a, a typical teenage boy. So if you start even just from unfortunate, the unfortunate, circumstance that happened and go from there. The problem is I, I think that there might even be a bigger problem, uh, not a bigger problem, but a, a larger issue that this might have uncovered. And that's why you're getting the circle, the, the wagon circling to protect it. I think this yeah. might have just been a small little um, offshoot that leads you to this other. You you're, you see it all the time. Unfortunately, it's you don't find out about it until 30, 40 years. Listen, yeah. not to bring back up the covenant shooting. We're looking yeah. at the covenant shooting but because of what's happened with the covenant shooting that happened a year ago and all the lawsuits and special sessions yeah. called to, to limit gun control, limit gun rights in Tennessee, all of that riffraff. But you go back to the initial church and we find out that guess what? There was abuse happening in the church around the same time that this young, that the shooter was attending the church, that right. she's in school there. And so then all those people go, Oh, wait a minute. There was abuse at the school. Yeah. It was covered locally by some in the media, but it was later on and it was done really, really quietly. But there was, there was several girls that were abused at that church in that school at the time that the shooter was there. So once again, you have a horrible incident that happens, but then you go back and you realize, well, that's a little coverage, but there was a horrible thing that happened years before that was able to be swept under the rug that unfortunately, like dominoes, leads Mm. to possible horrific events down the road. And so if you're reporting and you're digging into what's going on in Grace's Chapel or what's going on right now in Franklin allows us to prevent a major tragedy from happening down the road, then dig on, girlfriend. I don't care if it's Republican, <laughs> Democrat, if it enhances my next door neighbor, my best friend, yeah. do it. Because yeah. I don't want to bury another child. 
you want to talk about taking care of the victims? This is going to prevent victims down the line. We need to start bringing it. And if you're a bad person in the church, then you need to be exposed and shame on the church for continuing to cover up for that person. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was, that was really powerful. It was so powerful. And, and you're right. And I think just sitting here listening to you, um, makes me pretty sad. I'm not going to lie. Um, just because of going back to what you said about by the time your oldest was three, you had already had to deal with someone in your church and in a class next door to your daughter being, you know, investigated for, uh, sexual abuse. And then your son. I mean, I am just like, I mean, I'm floored. I'm floored that this is what happens. And I do think it goes back to a lot of these evangelical, um, I, I guess rules or, um, whatever it is that bylaws that you want to call them just because, you know, I'm from New Hampshire. Now I live in New York, I guess are, we don't, we don't have those. We just, you know, I'm a Baptist and I go to church and and no one's telling me that I have to live. Um, my entire, my sports have to be Christian. My, my television has to be, no one's telling me that they're just like, be a good person. And, um, you know, follow, follow the laws of the Lord. And I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? It's, I guess it's much different. No one's threatening me if that makes sense. Right. Well, yeah. I get that. We saw with the Catholic Church. The reason why all those abuses were able to happen in the Catholic Church is because the Catholic Church was such a huge part of the family structure and the family lives. Mm. And so the majority of the day was with their same thing happens down here in the South, especially with the younger kids. A lot of our lives are based around our social life, our athletics are, are based around. I mean, we have churches down here that literally have full out gyms and tracks inside and wow. playgrounds, indoor playgrounds. So our lives. And so the reason why it makes it more open for it makes it more attractive to these folks that are um, these pedophiles and these abusers is they know this is just like, I mean, it's literally a honeypot for yeah. the bear to come in and steal from. And yeah. so it makes, so this is where, and I love being in a community that our lives are centered around the church because there are, I'd say 90% of people involved with the church are good people, but then yes. they yes. let people in that are this way, don't do their proper checks and balances, proper don't. And then the finger pointing starts. And then it's one of those, like, like, like how quickly can we just get this to go away? Um, that's unfortunate what it is. So more of our lives, because being up in being up in the north a lot, I see. I ask people where do you go? Down here, the first question we ask you is what's your name and what church do you go to? That's just how it is. Yeah, because your entire social life, your entire structure, your friends are all usually based around um what you do, you yeah. know, your church life, because that is such a huge role. And that's a good thing most of the time. Yeah. Uh, except when that becomes corrupted, which is what we're seeing in this. And so when it becomes corrupted, it's, it's even more layered upon um because people, you know, they they don't want to find themselves uh that they because of them, something bad happened because they didn't do their job in checking, something bad happened. And it's with the yeah. schools, it's with the churches. And, and so that's that's it's it's not just the evangelical community you saw with the Catholic Church. They're still dealing with it. It's totally. people in places where the church is literally such a huge part of their life. And these poor children, they get in there and they don't feel like they feel like not only they're going up against God if they complain or say something, but it's their parents, it's their parents' friends. It's all of it. And so these kids are just, I mean, talk about just the it's they're digging out of a hole. If something bad happens to them, for them to say it. Um, it takes it takes a lot of courage and, and not even courage. It's almost impossible. We've we've stacked it because in their world, um, their teachers, their church is 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 everything. 
and yes. they know that. So yes, and it's I, very I, hard I, for them to make those complaints. I want to make it clear, like I am not coming down. Yeah, and you're not anti-church. Yeah, no, I know no, that, but I, I've been, I've, I've been insensitive to the way I've said things before on this podcast, and I have felt so bad about it. So I do want to come out and say, no, I am not coming down on every. Baptist church, you know, in Tennessee, absolutely not. Or every single church that has a bad apple. I know not everybody at that church is like that, but you do make a good point living in New York city, especially people are shocked that we even go to church. Sometimes they are shocked and living, you know, in New Hampshire as a Baptist, my mom is from the South, which is why we are raised Baptist. So there was like five of us in the Baptist church. And then like my class at school, the other you know, whatever percent was um, Catholic. And my husband went to Catholic church his whole life. And now I am way more religious than him because I think it was just so, like you said, his entire life was Catholicism. And he's just like, okay, this is a lot. I need to break free. Where for me, it was happiness. And it's just like, it's it's just... um you know, it's, it's what I lean on. It's how I live. And, and for him, it was like, he, it was forced. So I think that, yeah, is, is a big... Uh, big difference between the North and the South. And especially we've discussed this offline, like politics as well. If I went to Tennessee, oh my gosh, you know, I think I, I might lean a little left at times because these guys are, I don't know, they're scary. They are, they are just not, oh, I don't know. I, I, I can just see right through them, uh, at, at, certain points. So, um, just like you said that I'll pray for you and bless your heart and, and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, I want to thank you for joining me and just for being a voice of reason here. And it really, you don't understand it. It means so much. And it means so much to um, the family as well and everybody that has been affected by this tragedy. Well, I keep hoping that there there will be some real justice, some real strides made in it. It will. I guarantee the truth. The truth always does come out. The question is, does it come out in our lifetime or do we have to wait till 20, 30, 40 years down there? That's not fair to a mom. The hardest thing a mom can do is bury their own child, but at least they, they know, Mm. um, she doesn't know. Angie doesn't know. And she deserves an answer to to know the full truth. And guess what? I, as a mom, God forbid something. Well, I I watched it with my own mother. Um, my mother was rare. I lost my brother. who was eight years old. He was murdered by his, um, babysitter's son who was very jealous of him and took a gun and shot him poor blank one day after school. My mother being a single mom, um, wrote him a letter and that was it. And because of the ages and she worked for the FBI, she was able to, everything is beyond buried. Can't find, I even today after my mother's past, can't find any information on the details of it. So I have to go with her story and what her friends told me that were there at the time. But that was it. She wrote him a letter and he hit the door, left Atlanta, never looked back, never tried to tra- track him down. Have no idea what happened to that kid. Wait, they, um, they don't even, did he go to jail? Nope. Wait, he didn't even go to jail. He just like it was shot declared, your brother it was declared, and then... It was declared an accident. Um, oh my And gosh. so, but... I witnessed, I've witnessed my entire life what my mother, who's lost a child, what she's lived with. And so I look at what Angie's dealing with. And my mother's situation was clear cut. She know she knows who did it. I can only imagine what, and this is something that's not going to go, you never recover. Angie is never, even when she has the answer, she's never going to, this is going to affect everything. And even on the day my mother passed, I knew I was handing her back to her son and she was finally going to have peace. I know 
what Angie's because I've witnessed it. I've watched it for my mother for 40 years. So my heart hurts for anything that I can ever do. I'm always, even like I said, I keep waiting. And, and if Ray Whitley watches this, Ray, you, you're probably going to want to avoid me because you know I'm going to ask. Because mm-hmm. I'm, unfortunately, I didn't, I was not aware until I saw you that he was not cooperating a part of this. But I now that I know, but even more details, I know why he's not. Because I'm sure right now he's trying to figure out, oh my God, how much should we screw this up? Um, that's a bigger case with her. How much did I just take for granted for what Wimson County's, you know, attorney yeah. general told me what the story was and the sheriff's office told me. So uh he knows that question's coming the next time I see him. Um yeah. because and- like I said, Angie need Angie deserves and until her heart is given at least some sort, she'll never have she, this has changed her and her, her the sister's life forever. Everybody's world was yeah. changed by this. They deserve to know the truth. Yeah. And I, I also want to add, um, the AG, Jonathan Scrametti, he absentmindedly in an email wrote, uh, that Grant's death was a homicide. He said the homicide of Grant Solomon. And yeah, that has not been forgotten. That is now a piece of evidence because it's just like, wait, so you're calling it a homicide, but we can't have the sources, the resources to look into it. So yeah, it's it's crazy interesting. Um, but Scotty, where can people find you if they want to follow you and and everything that you're follow doing? Follow me at, at Scott. Well, follow me at Scotty and Hughes, and hopefully I'll get to pair with Lauren again sometime soon. I hope so. TV. We we did have a blast. <laughs> you and we I had did. a blast. We, I know we yeah, had we'll a blast. About, the other people did it. We didn't yeah, care about the them. other people That's did all. not. But um, okay, so at Scotty and Hughes on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Okay. All right. Great. And I'll, you know what? And I will put, I'll put all your tags in the episode notes as well. Um, so I'll, I'll find them, but if anyone's listening now, you can, yeah, you can look for her. And, um, but yeah, Scotty, thank you so much. It means so much to get your point of view, um, especially the position that you're in and the fact that you literally live in Sumner County. So, uh, I thank you. It's right there along my story. And so like I said, praying for, praying for some answers for you and thank you for continuing to shed the light on it. Okay, I hope you all enjoyed my interview with Scotty Hughes. I hope that you can see that even though she has strong ties to the GOP, she's like, nope, this is really, really bad. And it looks like all the evidence is there and it's being completely ignored. She did tell me offline that, you know, she'll do her best to get in touch with some of the powers that be. I just really think that it's going to take somebody outside of Tennessee to, to get this done. All right. I will be back next week with another episode of corruption. What happened to Grant Solomon? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.